Welcome to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show, home of the premier guides at CapNell.com. There's lots of good eating fish out there. You don't have to be snacking down on carp anymore. Captain Jason Prieto, Neil Taylor, and Danny Guarino give you the latest fishing forecast to keep you dialed in on the fish. First of all, it shouldn't smell like fish. So get ready for an hour of learning, laughs, and a little bit of cutting up. You chose as your topic, fish. Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show starts now. Now. This segment brought to you by Grizzly Coolers. Coolers that are made to last a lifetime. For more information on Grizzly Coolers, check out their website at grizzlycoolers.com or visit a retailer near you. And welcome. Another week, Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show on Sports Talk 1040, the team. I'm Neil Taylor, co-host of the show with Captain Jason, who is stepping into the studio as we speak. Welcome to the show. We've got a great show planned for you. Last week's show was Paul Bristow from the Skyway Piers, and uh, we will be making Paul a regular guest. Uh, He's a very knowledgeable guy, and his connection to the Piers, a great thing for our show. Uh, Big news on the internet front. I had finished the upgrade of CaptainMel.com about 10 days ago, and that website is really something special now. Uh, Got everything now where we want it. I have a few little modifications to make, but it is good to go. For existing members getting in there, your old passwords will not work. You go in and uh, there's instructions to reset your password to keep your same username. So that's all set to go and we're excited about it. Um, On the fishing front, Jason and I are going to be talking about what we've been doing. Um, I finished 9 out of 11 days. I had uh, that one day everyone remembers when the wind blew 40 to 50 miles per hour. I let my Maryland guys be tourists that day, and we took that day off. But uh, had a lot of uh, a lot of trips in there, and it was a mix of very good trips, and it was some trips that were very very challenging. You know, it's uh, middle of February. You're going to have some of that. Um, it, uh, Peggy and Mick had an awesome day, and it started out slow, but they caught about 40 trout in a row that were all over minimum size. So they had a great outing. My Maryland guys, I got them on that action and tossed in uh, Brian Nosco, who was able to come back down from the Chicago area again. Brian had a tough trip in January right before John arrived and had much better results. Brian caught the most fish on the last day of the Maryland trip. Brian joined up with their group, and Brian caught 50-plus fish. John tossed in about 40. Uh, The other John, first-timer to Florida fishing, he caught his share, and uh, Mark caught not only his share of fish, he caught the biggest fish. So they had a good trip. Uh, probably the next time you'll be hearing about the Maryland guys is probably going to be April. Um, they're probably not going to be able to make it down again until then. Um, redfish are, is something I haven't gone for a lot. Um, I took uh, Dan Campana out, and uh, redfish was a big part of that program. I had him around redfish for three of the four hours we were out there, and we caught exactly none of them. Uh, just one of those wintertime days, um, high pressure settled in. We had a bunch of fish there, and they just wouldn't eat. So you're going to have days like that. All of you out there that are, that are fishermen and have done it long enough know you're not going to catch them every time out. So we are looking forward to spring weather that's coming up where all the fishing should get easier. The days are getting longer. Um, we, we're going to do the tides and weather in the next segment. Um, we've got very interesting tides for the upcoming week. We also probably have some interesting weather from the the updates I just checked. Um, The schedule a little lighter. Um, Going over uh, to the 12 Fathom Factory, 
to get all the lures for the Captain Mel Classic, which is on May 7th this year. Uh, the format of that tournament remains the same as we've always had it. It's all amateur, and it's all lures. And the, the lure sponsor company, companies are the same that we've had all six years. 12 Fathom is a soft plastic bait sponsor. You can use any 12 Fathom soft plastic bait. Uh, you cannot add, add any scent to your lures. You cannot add, add any natural bait to your lures. Mirror Lure is the hard bait sponsor of the company. Um, we're going to have Eric Bachnick on the show next week. Eric is the owner and uh, the director at Mirror Lure. And you will get a bag of 12 fathoms. You're going to get one Mirror Lure. And you're going to get uh, a little bag of jig heads. You're going to get a Joe jig and an Edge jig head. And the format of the tournament, you can buy and use more products from our tournament sponsors. So you can use any Mirror Lure hard bait excluding the Paul Brown, excluding their soft plastic baits. You can use any 12-fathom soft plastic bait, and you can use any Joe Jig or Edge Jig Head. And uh, those are the tools you get to use the Captain Mel Classic. Uh, $30 entry fee, there's five divisions. There's the Open, the No Motor, the Fly, the Ladies, and the Junior, Junior 15 and under. Um, the Fly division is completely separate, obviously. Um 20 spaces in the tournament. As soon as we get 20 people signed up, then enrollment is capped because we're having people tie the flies. We're having everyone tie 20 flies for the boxes. Um, it's a great box of flies. The format of the tournament, longest redfish, longest trout win. The grand prize in every division is the longest combined inches of your longest redfish and your longest trout. So only one fish counts. You can only win first place. If you catch the two biggest redfish in the tournament, you just get one win. You, you are not logging in multiple fish. Um, last year's grand prize winner in the no motor division, Ruben Salazar, a client who I'd taken fishing a couple weeks before the tournament, he not only caught two fish on tournament day, he caught the longest redfish and the longest trout. So he swept first place in his division, trout, redfish, combined inches, he also paid the $10 overall pool, which you pay that $10, you go against anglers in all divisions that pay that $10. He took first place redfish, trout, and combined inch, inches in that bonus pool money. Um, bonus species is flounder, a $5 buy-in. Winner takes all. Longest flounder in each division wins the total money pool. So that's the way we have the setup of the tournament. Um, it's a good one. You're not going up against professionals. You're only going up against other amateur anglers. Tournament boundaries are Hillsborough County and Pinellas County. Um, next year, we may expand that, but for this year, we decide to keep it the same. Um, we have Fat Cat Tavern is our official location of the tournament. So the night before the tournament, May 6th, you check in. Um, if you haven't paid already, you pay. And you get your bag of lures and uh, all the other stuff that's in your bag. And, and then on tournament day, you have to be in line to submit your, you know, to, if you're bringing your photos in and not emailing them in, you have to be there at 2.30. If you're after 2.30, your fish will not be in contention for a prize. Um, the tournament's a charity event. Um, the uh, We will have payouts that go to the winners and a certain amount of the money is going to go to the charity, which is going to be going to be the Suncoast animal league. So that's what we have going. Um, hundred percent of the money goes back out, uh, to our winners and to the charity. So 
that's the format of what we're doing on tournament day. Um, other news around the area, uh, we have real environmental concern down south, discharge from Lake Okeechobee. Um, we feel real bad for what's going on down that way. Um, we hope that that gets resolved. Yeah, too much with this big sugar stuff and everything, and it's it's kind of disappointing what we have going on down there. And I sure share the frustration of, of the people that live down there and, and what they see going on with their water down there. Um, again, CaptainMail.com is our official website. 12 Fathom is a tournament sponsor and also a show advertiser, so get out and support them. Uh, they have great products. Mirror Lure, as I said, um, Eric Bachnick is going to be in the studio next week. So make sure you tune in for that one. Eric, uh, a very, very nice guy and a, a very, very good fisherman. So we are going to look forward to having Eric on the show next week. Um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for segment one. When we get back, Captain Jason's going to jump on. We're going to find out what he's been doing out here in the fishing world. So let's go to a break. Listen to the ad, these ads from our sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to have Captain Jason in the studio. We'll be right back. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. Introducing Finn, the world's first situational spectra fiber fishing line with four different braids to choose from. Wind tamer for windy conditions and put an end to wind knots. Shock absorbing for more stretch on those big bites. Original PRT for overall power and performance. And the new Extra Smooth, the strongest, smoothest braid in the market. Get the world's first situational spectra braid. Fins. The Tides and Weather are brought to you by Werner Paddle. For decades, Werner Paddles have been handcrafted in the USA, making great paddles for kayak anglers. If you're looking for a new paddle, look to Werner and try one today, because a great fishing paddle is a great paddling paddle. Go to WernerPaddles.com to locate a dealer near you. All right, we're back, segment two of the show, and uh, I'm no longer alone. And Hello. Captain hey, Jason's holding a selfie stick or something. That's uh, not the stick. We're doing some GoPro video. We're oh, gonna, we're gonna we're making this into a TV show. I'm trying something new, Neil. Well, that's excellent. There we go. 
Now everybody can see what Neil does behind the mic. It's a good thing I got a haircut. Yeah, I have no clue what I'm doing. Anyhow, <laughs> what's going on? How's fishing been? Fishing's been a mix of all right to really good to really bad. We've had some very good trips. We've had a bunch of average trips, and we've had a couple bad trips. Yeah. So, pretty well, much wintertime fishing. I have uh, not had good trips. You're not digging this camera, are you? It's it's kind of freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's been weird. The the sheep's head fishing has been real good. But uh, man, the trout. If you like catching eleven inch trout, I can put you on them. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I don't understand. They're all like exactly the same size, and and where I've been, they're like thirteen, fourteen inches. Okay, so you gotta show me up every time, right? Well, there's times where the big ones are in there, but there's times where all you can get is those ones that are a couple inches under. Yeah, it's just been, um, it's just been weird. Been weird. I don't know. The trout fishing this year for me has not been that good, but you know, it's been uh, the sheepshead fishing has been good this year. So what I've just figured out is that I can't move around with the GoPro and talk on radio. I've found my limitations, G. Can't do it. I, I tried, and I'm stuttering. And yeah, well. So they might be able to see us on Facebook and Captain Mel, but the show's not going to sound good. But they'll be able to see us. It's either one or the other. You can't do both. Right. But yeah, I tell you what, the, the fishing, uh, and we've had some horrible tides this past week. Yes. I mean, in the tide chart, and, and you know, th- this is a good thing to lesson learned. When the tide chart shows that it's coming in all day, and it's a two-tide day, guess what? No such thing. Four-tide day every day, all day. Yeah. You have a little break in that tide, and it'll start going out. And about middle of the day, all of a sudden, the tide starts trickling out. But if you look at your tide chart, it shows it's going in. Right. And what that is is some people think we just have two-tide days. There's actually a break to where it'll actually come out for a little bit or stay flat, and then it starts coming back in. Those are usually pretty bad days. Pretty bad? That's an understatement. Mm-hmm. I, I, and that, you know, it's good sheep's head, it's good sheep's head fishing though, Neil. Um, you got slower tides, you got a little bit of water movement. So it's especially like, I, I do a lot of my sheep's head fishing up in the middle of the bay. We've got some great lime rock, uh, ledges out there that just hold some big six, seven pound sheep's head. And, uh, it's been good out there. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of tired of fishing it. You know, when you fish one or two spots that are productive a day and everything else stinks, you, you get kind of you know, burn out. I, I don't think I'd like sheep's head fishing day after day. I don't, but when you can go catch 20 sheep's head or you go catch 20 10-inch trout, I'll take a sheep's head. For variety, yeah, it's good. Good to have a different option. Yeah, but uh, we actually got some big red grouper out there. When I say big, big for in the bay, 20 inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten some, the Key West grunts have been really good. Um, and, and the trout fishing has been good. They're just small. Yeah. I mean, real small, you know, and I haven't found the big trout on the south shore. I really have not. Um, the I will say this water temperature is up pretty good to where that trout bite should be better than what it is and I this actually this earlier this week I tried to go get uh, see if there's any bait showing up and did not I didn't spend a lot of time I marked a little bit but it, it hadn't showed up I think on this next moon major moon we got coming it was going to be key for a lot of things I think you're really because I don't think, as far as the forecast uh, that I've seen, I don't see any cold fronts for the next week. See, I just saw it on TV, and they showed a major energy bubble coming in. So I checked WindFinder, and it looked like Wednesday there's going to be really high winds. So oh, there really? may be something midweek. Well, you know, we had a little front come through midweek this week, but it wasn't really an ordeal. So no, it didn't it really drop a Very mild front. So, um, 
you know, as long as we keep that consistent weather, we'll be okay. And this uh, is a great tide week. It's uh tides and weather segment, so we're right on the full moon now and tomorrow, and then the rest of the week, all the way through Saturday's got good tides. Yeah. The, the weather from what Windfinder was showing, there may be there may be a couple days of wind around Wednesday, Thursday. Well, this time next week, you know where I'll be, Neil? And snow. Why? Well, I'm gonna go snowboarding for a few days before why? Before all hell breaks loose in the charter business, because you know, come March, yeah, we're gonna be coming here going, oh, oh my God, I can't walk, I'm tired. Oh, I'm filling days. I, I'm gonna have probably as busy a spring as I had last year, which is good. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty busy. Um, it's been a little different this year. I don't know if it's the stock market crashing or whatever. That the repeat business is there. The new business has been kind of flaky. So, um, you know, we'll push it around. That that stuff always comes and goes and weighs it, uh, irons itself out, but. Uh, yeah, come March, we're going to be super busy and, and things are going to be looking real good. But, I mean, everything's looking up for a good spring. We're having the water temperature there. If we can just get rid of some of this rain, I, I really think that's screwing some of the fishing up on my side of the bay. Now, I know well, your fishing is a little different, but... Um, I've, had, I've had people on big trout, and uh, the best opportunity to catch big trout has been on the higher tides around oysters. Yeah. They're laying right in the oysters. Big misconception. Everybody thinks grass flats hold big trout, which they do, but... Big trout like structure. Yep. The big gators like structure. You'll find more than big ones around hard bottom, oyster bottom, um, docks, deep creeks versus on the flats, I think, than you will anywhere. They, they like that big structure. I, I think it might give good spawning grounds or something like that to them. But, um, and, the, and the, you know, going back to the sheep's head, every one of the big ones I've found are slap full of row. So we're having a good sheep's head spawn. Like I said, I think our trout spawn, one of the spawns is going to be good in March. Uh, we're due for a real good trout year. I would say trout fishing for me has not been good the last I mean, it's been okay, but not like banner. We have, And maybe we had some banner years the years before that to where we got used to that, but it hadn't quite been as good for me. So I'm, I'm due for a good trout year. What's busted it up for me, I am not fishing. Two of my main areas I would normally be fishing for trout and would be doing well. There's red tide there. Enough where it's pushed the fish out. Same with the sheep's head. The sheep's head moved out of one area where I would normally go to catch them. Well, that you know, the red tide in, in January scares me. When we had the 05 bloom that was bad that killed all the trout, That that's, this is when it started. So The good um, thing is on the latest update, they removed Hillsborough County, which means they didn't get a reading of it inside the bay. Yeah, you, well, you know, one of the topics we probably need to cover, and I really don't know a lot about it, is the uh, Okeechobee down there, the runoff. That, I mentioned that in segment one. Did you? What a catastrophe. It is. Uh, you know, I've talked to some locals. They and, and, you know, they've done that for years, but I think the problem this year is they, they're dumping more water than they typically do because they have to level the lake. And, you know, playing devil's advocate, whether it, you know, if it comes to letting water out in the ocean, people's houses flood, and I get it. But my my only problem with it is is were we proactive about it? If you know that you got a super rainy season, why not drain the lake down below what you typically would? I think my biggest problem with it is what's in that water. Yeah, the fertilizer and all that. Businesses that are allowed to do this. I mean, where's the state stand on this? Well, they they, they haven't said anything. Are they going to do anything to them? Say you look at what you've done to our environment. It's like they're not not even going to say anything about it. Yeah. Well. I haven't read a lot into it. I just know that it is an issue. Uh, and, it, you know, that fresh water is going to kill seagrass. It's going to kill some of the habitat. And the, and don't be surprised. You know, over the years, people think that the government will handle things the right way. 
And it's been proven over years that certain things they do that everybody thinks is going to be okay is really gone the other way. They've done some good stuff, but you know, just because the government's got control of it don't mean that it's going to be done right for sure. So, no. But at this point, I mean, it's already been done, so there's not a whole lot we can do. Um, you know, we just we, and, and some of the problems we just had a record record number uh, inches of rain this year. So, what do you do? You 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 can't have the houses flood. I get it, but I would just like to think that they could drain that lake down if they know they're going to have. I mean, they have predicted from from the beginning of last year that we got an El Nino pattern. We're going to have a ton of rain this year, which we have. So to me, and maybe they did drain it down, but I would think drain the lake down lower than what you typically would by a, quite a bit and to anticipate for the extra rain so or, or let a little bit out of a time. you got to do something. Something different's got to happen. We can't stay on the same pattern. I don't think it's I have these pattern. same arguments with people that support phosphate companies. Um, you know, the amount of harm that sugar or phosphate company can do to our environment based on their practices and what they're doing it's pretty substantial and you know, it's something that affects us all. And you know, if this is, if this is an environmental calamity created by this sugar company, they should not be allowed to be in business anymore. I agree with and you. Darn the economic effects. I mean, this is our environment. This is where we live. Well, when you even economics, we're going to turn it into a big bacteria pit. When you talk economics, talk about the people that go down to the Everglades every year to go fishing or to, to enjoy the beaches and stuff like that. Word gets out, you know, and the beaches look like crap, and the water looks like crap. People ain't gonna come, and there's a there's a ton of money. I mean, that's a proven proven statistics. Ton of I don't know the number, but millions upon millions on billions of dollars go to the state from people traveling here to go fishing, to enjoy the beaches, to enjoy the white sand, uh, the clear water. So that this is stuff that I hope they're looking at beyond the lobbyists going up there and and stating their case because it's bigger than that. It's bigger than getting your pockets filled when you start messing with the environment. Mm-hmm. But uh, Neil mentioned the tournament again, dates, all that. We got May one the seventh. We got May the seventh, and uh, the check in for the tournaments the night before Friday the sixth and the seventh. Great party at the Fat Cat Tavern. Um, we'll have the awards for the winners, and we have a giant raffle at the end. Awesome, April seventh. May. May. I was going to say, because last year was at the beginning of... It's usually in April. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the end of April usually, right? It was going to be at the end of April, but uh, we had another date as a possible one, and uh, we leaned towards that one. It ultimately worked better for the Fat Cat. Cool deal. Well, guys, don't forget, check out the new website on CapMel.com. It is excellent. Great website. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook.com slash Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio. You can find us on podcast. Just search the Podomatic app if you can't find them in two sites. Right now, we're going to pay some bills, listen to them sponsors, because they support us. You're listening to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio on Sports Talk 1040 The Team. We'll be right back. Designed by professional guides with four characteristics that all high-end fishing rods have. Durability, sensitivity, stability, and value. Built to use under all fishing conditions that every angler faces, there is no rod that covers more of your fishing needs. Ohiro Series rods include gold, platinum, signature, specialty kayak, and tournament rods. A rod for every angler. Whether you're a recreational angler, guide, or tournament professional, they have a rod that will be as versatile as your fishing conditions. Find Ohiro rods at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or www.justforfishing.com. This is Captain Jason Prioto, and I have a new 
new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com. Precision Tackle manufactures the best performance floats on the market today. The Cajun Thunder, Back Bay, and Blue Water Thunder all offer quality floats that is the industry's first weighted surface disturbance course with a noise-attracting click. No gimmicks, just a quality float that delivers trip after trip. Take it from me, Captain Jason Prieto. These floats will put more fish on the boat. From the original Cajun Thunder to the all-new Back Bay Thunder, you will catch more fish. You can pick one up at Tampa Fishing Outfitters or other retailers near you. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you'd like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPool products to keep your PowerPool in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. Ohiro Braided Line is the only gel-spun fiber line that comes in four colors, including our multicolor braid, which changes every 10 yards for trolling and deep dropping. Ohiro Braided Line is not only the thinnest line in the fishing industry, but also ranks as the highest in abrasion resistance, using the highest and latest technology. Ohiro Braid will cast further and last longer. It comes in many spool sizes from 150 yards to bulk size. Very importantly, with great prices. You can find Ohiro Braided Line at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or online at justforfishing.com. And now it's time for the Come On Man, sponsored by Foy's Tire Service. If you need to get some new tires on your truck, car, or even your boat, just give Foy's Tire Service a call at 813-241-4017. Welcome back to the third segment of the show. You listen to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio on Sports Talk 10 for the team. Myself, Captain Jason Prieto, is at the helm, and Neil Taylor's swimming around the live well. Mm-hmm. How'd you like that one? It's nice in here. <laughs> there's a bubbler. Yeah, there's a bubbler. Uh-huh. That's called a live like, pump. It's like a jacuzzi in here. <laughs> yeah, I had to tell you, I was listening to the podcast. I get at my desk and I'll listen. To the, I usually miss the show. I listened to two of them last night. You, you got like, your, you know, I'll say something and then you come in with your little side jokes. It's like <laughs> they come out of the blue, too. It's, it was pretty funny. You, you, you funny guy, Neil. You funny <laughs> I fun, guy. I fun guy. So, come on, man. So I, in between breaks here, I said, Neil, I know you got the comment. Actually, I don't have one today. And I'm like, well, that's the come on, man. Itself. That, we've been doing radio together, what, two, three years? Three. And you don't have the come on, man? No, no one's done anything to bother me. It's been a really strange week. That is strange. I don't know what to say. Either you're getting nice in your old age or you're being a loner and locking yourself in your house. <laughs> Which one is it? I, there, were a couple in, there were a couple episodes that happened on the water that were mildly annoying. Uh, one guy 
We're at the mouth of, of a creek, and he's paddling around, and he's fishing a little. And so, anyway, he keeps drifting into us. He's in a kayak, too. And I don't say anything. It's, he's not really disturbing our fishing or anything, but I made a cast, and I hooked two lines of his. He's got one rod he's casting, but he's got two other rods with Strolling. lines. That, yeah, Strolling I, I didn't know the other lines were in the water, but I was like, I didn't even say anything. I just got my, my lure up his two lines and dropped him again. You should start pulling on the line. Yeah, I, I should. I can't seen. believe you didn't come up with that, Neil. <laughs> Jeez, you are slipping lately. I mean, the guy was just so aloof. It wasn't that big a deal, but I was kind of like, "That's kind of that's kind of ballsy to just keep drifting into people, especially when you got three lines out." <laughs> Did he have a Yankees tag on his kayak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got no okay, offense. I got, no offense to the up northerners. I got a real come on, man. You said you had none. Now you went from none to well, two. Well, yeah, this, it, that made that story made me remember a real episode I had on the water. So I got these two guys out there. Actually, I had these four guys out there that day. And there's this other guy that's there. And so this guy, Mark's watching the guy, and Mark says, that guy's got a bunch of fish. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, he's throwing a bunch of fish in his cooler. And it's all trout there. So I paddled over there. I go, how many trout do you have in your cooler? And the guy just stared at me, and I said, you know, if I see you catch another trout, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna meet you at your car and I'm gonna kick the tar out of you. <laughs> You're like boss hog, man. I'm gonna start calling you boss hog. And the guy wouldn't say anything. He's just staring at me, and I was like, and if I ever see you again, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna watch what you're doing, and I'm gonna make sure you get the ticket for it. So anyway, I sent a I sent a text message to the regional director. I should I should have called Lewis Hines, but uh, anyway, um, he didn't get checked. But the next time he was out there, he didn't keep. He didn't keep any trout at all. He threw them all back. So you're all, you might be better than the law. <laughs> I just I to me a poacher is a common thief, and this guy, from what Mark said, the guy probably had twenty trout in his cooler. Oh wow! So yeah, well, guys, you know, there's this theory that people have about keeping fish, and and you know they, you have to remember that that they put laws for a reason. Laws are there in place for a reason. It's to protect our fisheries. So. You know, next time you think you want to keep an illegal snook or or keep too many trout or too many redfish, think about your little kid over there that likes to go fishing. When he grows up, ask yourself, is it worth a fish fillet for me to to mess his fishing up when he gets older? Because when you kill one of them, especially the bigger ones, they're typically females. Mm-hmm. So you're killing more than one fish. That's a reproducing fish. And I mean, it's it, you know, when my daughters get older, I want them to have a good fishery like like we have now. I want them to enjoy fishing and get out there and make it a part of life and, and all that. So you, you know, there's a reason why there's laws there. Uh, some of them we don't agree with. A lot of the inshore ones we do. The offshore stuff it, it is a mess. And But you know what? You still have to abide by the law. And it, to be honest with you, it's just not worth the ticket for for food. I mean, go buy a steak at Publix or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really just not worth the, the headache that you have to go through. Um, but – you know, people. Seem We're to- in a society, and these rules. My dad taught me this as a little kid. We're only allowed to keep so many fish; they have to be a certain size. My father taught me. He said, "That's the rule. It applies to all of us. You're going to go by the rules. We, you catch a fish you want, but you're not allowed to keep it. It's going back." He said you may not like the rule, but he said you're going to go by them. And so, I've never kept an illegal fish my whole life. Toed the line on what the rules are, the bag limits are, and. To me, as a part of society, you're just doing your part. If everyone's going by the rules and management decisions and rules are right, 
everyone's doing their part to make sure we have a fishery to enjoy all of us. Something and, and that belongs we to all of us. We wouldn't have to hear you go on all these tangents. But then mm. we wouldn't have a lot of come on, man. So, I mean, there's some downsides to it. Yes. But I take that any day. But anyway, you see a guy in a yellow kayak around, watch him closely. If he keeps too many fish, call the authorities on him. What what color was the kayak with the guy trolling five lines behind it? Yeah, it was gray. <laughs> he he had all this sunwear. I mean, I it's like he couldn't even see. Like he had his, his entire. Oh, he was face. Only, he had a Spider Man gear on. Yeah, he was like ninja. <laughs> <laughs> see, I think people think if they put all that on their face, that the fish won't see him. I don't know. See, that kind of like now you see me, now you don't. I never saw that guy catch a fish. My guys were catching fish left and right. This guy, I don't know. Well, there's one thing we figured out about this show, Neil. Putting a GoPro on during radio makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a little unnerving. <laughs> You're like Ricky Bobby doing an interview there. <laughs> I want to thank the little baby Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, guys, here's the deal. Fishing's not real great right now, minus sheep's head. But I would have to say, my professional opinion, I think five days with no fronts. And it's going to explode. I think our, especially in the bay, I think our our bait's going to show up. I think these fish are, I've already noticed, um, what I didn't notice is kind of surprised me. Some of the snook are starting to head to the passes on the flats. There's been some redfish. Um, so they're stacking up in their early spring spots, but the bait's not here. Usually, and it's just kind of went with the way this year is, typically that bait shows up before the fish start hitting the passes and stuff. And this year, for whatever reason, the bait really hadn't made it real thick yet. But it, it's coming. We're, we're weeks away. It's early. Um, last year, it'll happen in March. It's still, it's still get, it's getting later in February. But uh, well, we still got two weeks. Still got two yeah. weeks of February. So uh, last year we were colder than this this time because we had a horrible February last year. And then March first hit, and it was like somebody turned a switch on, and it never let off. We had, I had the best March yeah. I've ever had as far as trips and and good weather. So it's literally around the corner. Um, Neil, let's talk a little about the tournament. Give us the logistics of it. I know you got a lot of these guys that fished it for years. I went through it extensively, segment one. So it's an all-amateur, all-lure tournament. And there's five divisions. Uh, if you've got a kid you want to take fishing, enter him in the tournament. 15 and under is the junior division. And we do not have a ton of kids in it, so they stand a good chance of winning something. If you want to take your wife fishing, enter her in the tournament because ladies division typically has 20 to 25 ladies. And do you give any points for bikini photos with fish? or is No. It- no, I have not. I've not gone that angle. Really? No, no. Now, if Jenny, I can't believe you haven't went that angle of all people. If, if Jenny Kent's in the tournament, Gene's going to yell at me for saying this. Then, oh, Gene. Then yes, <laughs> we will have a bikini. Does Gene fish the tournament? <laughs> yes, they did not. They did not make it last year. They had a wedding or something. That yeah, year. I know Gene well. He's fished. But they with fished me. it uh, pretty much every other year. Yeah, Gene's fished with me on charters. Heck, I've taken him a couple times. Six years. Or he's fished with a lot of guys. He fishes with the uh, CA a lot. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I know Jenny she, real well. She's uh, she's been on the boat. But uh, so it's five divisions. The fly divisions completely separate. They use flies. The other four divisions are lure divisions. It's it's an all lure, no scented lure tournament. Twelve fathom mirror lure. Can't use no scent. No. Well, how do you know? What if you got the little stuff you can wipe on it? No. No. You're anti scent. Yes. It's a contest, so we don't want anyone to have an unfair advantage. If someone's using scent and someone else isn't, the person who's using scent has a better advantage for, say, catching a redfish, which is one of the two tournament species. Well, why did the other person just use scent then? Because no one's loud. 
I think this is more Neil's law. It is Neil's law. <laughs> I was I was responsible for the format of the tournament, but I have a seven member committee, and so everything about this tournament was approved by the committee, including those rules. Um, six of the seven committee people agreed with the no scent thing. The other guy just abstained. He said, uh, "I never use scent anyway, so I'm not going to vote." So basically, it was six six to zero to have no. Is this scent. a kayak thing? They don't like the scent. Yeah, kind of. Okay. You got to let me in on this stuff. Now I'm on the outside. I'm on the outside looking in. Most sometimes. kayak people do not use bait, and most people kayak people do not add scent to their lures. So you guys are like five fly fishermen, but just in a different, like extremists, just in a different direction. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think. Quite honestly, it just makes for a better tournament format. No, I'm just it's giving a you a hard play, time. It's a level playing field. You know, I've used the scent. I've got some of the procure stuff. Um, I don't know if it makes a difference or not. I'm sure it helps. I do know that the whatever Berkeley Gulp uses, that stuff is it attracts fish. Well, you know what? I don't like the Berkeley, Berkeley Gulp. It's a good bait, but I've I, never caught a fish on it. I, I I tell you the problem with it is that everything eats it. When I say everything, if you go fish the tournaments, you know it's a it's a great sales pitch if you own the bait because you get pinfish, eat a whole pack of baits, and the bait seven bucks, you ain't even caught a real fish yet. So whatever scent they use attracts fish, no doubt about it. But you get so much junk fish, and then the things. I'll hard tell enough. you where they missed. Their biggest miss, um, the the Berkeley shrimp, is not a good design for swimming. If no, they, if they made that, if their mold was different and they made that with like a flatter tail on it, it's just a, like a rubber slug. Yeah, it's it's not a bait that you know I would use to swim it to catch anything. Most people are casting it out there and leaving it, let something smell it. And right. It. Well, that's what I'm saying. The scent. But they would have had a big winner if they had the shrimp design for their mold, something that swam a little better. Well, they 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 did good on the scent, whatever it is. But and the other thing I don't like, they harden up on your hook. Are you about bend a, a uh, if you leave one on there, you can't even get it off the jig head most of the time. So. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, that's funny that the the scent thing. And I, you know, I just I could see you doing that too because I know you're anti scent. It's funny. But uh, well, it's gonna be a cool tournament, man. I, I'm gonna try to get over here. I'm on the other side of the world. It's a so. fun day. It really is. If, uh, but I'm on the other side of the world. It's a long drive over here. Going to be very organized like last year. My assistant, Kim, helped out a great deal. Her friend, Mary's going to be there. So we're going to have everything laid out. It's going to go even smoother than it went last year. Um, the raffle's huge. The amount of, of product I get donated by the tournament sponsors is amazing. I've already cleared out one whole room in the house to put it in. Wow. That's how much stuff's going to be coming in. Well, cool deal. Well, Neil, we got to pay some bills. Guys, don't forget, you missed us. You've heard it last segment. I'm going to say it again. If you missed the show, you can always catch us on podcasts. There's multiple ways to catch us. we got uh Podomatic app. You can go to facebook.com slash Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio. Better yet, go sign up on our new website, capmel.com, and go to the forum page. Neil po- posts the, uh, the podcast up there weekly. And uh, also sign up for the pod or for the form. There's a there's a wealth of information. It's a great site to go to. Again, that's CaptainL.com. Right now, guys, we're gonna pay some bills. We get back. We're gonna talk more fishing. You listen to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio on Sports Talk 1014. This is Captain Danny Garino. One of the questions asked of a live bait fishing guide is, "What should I use to chum up live bait?" The answer is Perina 45, and Smelt Feed and Pet Supply carries it. It's cheaper and better than making it yourself. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply is conveniently located in Tampa at 4116 East 7th Avenue. Just ask for the bait chum that all the fishing guides use. 
Smelt Feed and Pet Supply, 248-2359, or you can visit them on the web at smeltfeed.com. Fishing Supply Liquidators, where your fishing dollar goes further. Over 500,000 top brand name rods, reels, lures, and frozen bait at crazy low prices. Open seven days a week, we teach people how to catch fish and back up our sales with professional and courteous service, rod and reel repair, and support. We can custom order any fishing tackle item that we don't stock. We are located at the Oldsmar Flea Market. Come on in. Are you looking for high performance and top quality fishing gear that will hold up under the toughest of fishing conditions? Then check out the O'Hara lineup of fishing products now available at your local tackle retailer or online at O'HaraFishing.com. Choose from a wide variety of rods, reels, lines, tools, and accessories to help you get the job done next time you're reeling in the big one. O'Hara, conquering the fishing world one cast at a time. 12 Fathom Saltwater Series Lures, top quality soft plastic baits. The line of 12 Fathom Lures are designed to trick all species and are available in the most productive colors. Visit their website, 12fathom.com. Use the Lures Pros Throw, 12 Fathom Lures, and catch more fish. Make them an offer they can't refuse with 12 Fathom Lures. The old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, holds true for your vehicle's health as well as your personal health. The experienced technicians at At Home Auto Care perform a free safety inspection with any maintenance or repair service, allowing them to spot a minor problem before it turns into an expensive breakdown. All repairs are guaranteed at At Home Auto Care. At Home Auto Care, 2003 South U.S. Highway 41 in Ruskin, Florida. Call 813-645-0339 to schedule your vehicle for an appointment today. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay. Captain Danny Guerrero here. DOA Lures has done it again. Captain Mark Nichols of DOA Lures has introduced his newest creation, the DOA Airhead. It will bring fish out of any hiding place. DOA Lures, the unfair advantage. Innovators, not followers. Check them out at the local tackle store or on the web at doalures.com. This is Neil Taylor with CaptainMel.com, Florida's number one fishing website founded by Captain Mel Berman. Your one stop for all your online fishing needs. CAPMEL.com. Again, that's CaptainMel.com. <laughs> Want to fish with one of the hosts of the Tampa Fishing Outfitters radio show? All you have to do is give us a call, 813-373-2610. And now it's time for the Captain's Tip of the Week. This segment brought to you by PowerPole Shallow Water Anchors. Swift, silent, and secure. For more information, go to PowerPole.com. Welcome back on this great Sunday morning. If you just tuned in, you're catching the last bit of the show. We're on our last segment already. Neil, time flies when you're having fun. Uh-huh. I mean, you were, a, you were a hot to trot, too, man. I walked in here. You're already in this first segment. <laughs> well, I knew you were going to be here. I had some stuff to say. Well, I tried using the GoPro in here. We've got to get some shots after the show because yeah, I, 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 I think you felt uncomfortable there. You're looking at me weird. You wasn't sure what that was. But, uh, guys, happy Sunday to you. If you just tuned in, we are talking fishing as we do every week, and we're also talking Captain Mel Tournament. But right now, we we got to do the Captain's Tip of the Week, Neil. Mm-hmm. What do you got? I would say the the tip of the week I would give now, late February, uh, 
think your trips through before you go. Um, what's the weather been? How cold's it been? Where do you think the fish are going to be? What's your backup plan? Um, look, the biggest thing about being successful this time of year, because if you have a good tide, you should find feeding fish, but you could be going to the wrong spot. So getting into a warming trend where we had like four cold nights. So I went to deep water and that's what I did. And it worked. Got a lot of fish that way. So it's been warmer. A lot of the fish are going to leave those spots where they were, and they're going to go out to other areas where you would normally find them. So my tip of the week would be um, think it through and pick the right spots. Yeah, look at your weather, and I'm going to add to that. Look at your weather, look at your water temperature, and that will tell you if you're going to fish shallow water stuff or you're going to fish deep water. Uh, good example, last week uh, we had 30, 38 degrees my truck red, and I got in my boat about 930, and I said, guys, we're going fishing the power plant. And we're going to go fish sheep's head. I didn't even go on the flats. It was just too cold. The water was 50 degrees in the morning at my dock. And you know what? These guys had a blast. We caught a bunch of bonnethead sharks. We got some eight, nine-pound jacks on artificials yeah. on the uh, Mirlure Mirdine. Mm-hmm. Got some on top water. You're talking about an awesome – I mean, it don't get any better with that. You work on a top water on a big school of jacks. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Mirlure, we got uh, Eric Bachman coming next week, right? Yep. I mentioned that in segment one. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a good show with Eric on. Yeah, I should be here. I'll be leaving right after the show, but uh, I'm going to try to make it. I should be able to get over here. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be a great show. But, yeah, that's that's my tip of the week. Uh, and, and when you get on the boat, have artificials, have you some live shrimp. If you want to go try to catch bait, go check your bait spots because we're getting close. We're, we're days away from the spring fishing really taking off. And while me and Neil fish different stuff and different techniques, you know, I do a lot of live bait, and Neil's kind of opposite. Um for me, when that bait starts showing up, it kind of gets everything happy in the areas I fish. Everybody gets happy, and then fish are hungry. Um, drifting the flats for trout are going to be great. And just like Neil said, looking around the weather is key. It is really key this time of year. Look at your water temperature. Look at your weather. Look at the high pressure. Uh, changing barometer is going to be good. And obviously the tides. I think the weather and barometer is more important than tides this time of year. Yes. Um, you're, you're more worried about temperature versus, I mean, you want some moving water, but you can go around the tide. You can't really go around the water too much. So that's my tip of the week. That's a good addition. Uh, that barometer thing, we got stung by that once last week. Pressure had settled in and we had a decent tide, but the fishing was no good. Well, I, you know, on them high, high pressure days, really cold days. That's when I, that's when sheep said to me, or, or just like your savior, because you can get them fish to eat, especially out in the deeper water. I don't think the pressure bothers them fish as much as the fish on the shallows. Right. Um, so I, I, that's really a savior for us on them high pressure days. But I mean, I tell you what, fishing high pressure in the flats with low tides and cold water, that is a tough, tough bite. You might as well just dead stick something because, uh, you know, if you do find reds, they're typically not going to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, your trout are going to be real slow. I mentioned that in segment one, too. We had uh, that day where we had the pressure settled in. I had this guy, Dan, on schools of redfish for three straight hours, and he caught none of them. Well, redfish this time of year, to me, and, and you're obviously getting, you're a lot more stealthy than I would be, but they're tough. The water's really clear, and they're really, really, really picky. Even with whitebait, I've been on schools of reds that are sitting around oyster bars, and you see them just kind of laying in the sand, but they're not really having it, you know, and, and I've even tried chumming them with bait, and they just kind of swim around the chum. It's 
Uh, they can be tough. They can see a mile away. It's it's a real tough. Neil, are you staying in the kayaks when you get on these fish shallow, or you yeah. get out sometimes? Or you can. Um, for the most part, I put people in the boat and they stay in the boat the whole day. Yeah, that's. I pretty much stay in the boat the whole day. I always wondered that because um, you know some of these fish are just. I used to get out a lot. I used to do a lot of wade fishing. Now I'm just as comfortable staying in the boat. Yeah. Well, if if it works, it's obviously better to sit than more comfortable to sit and stand. Yeah. Now, it's next week, I'm actually going to go. I've got some trips. Um, got an afternoon trip this week, and I'm actually going to get out a little early and kind of look at some different areas, some deeper creeks um, up north of where I've rusked a little bit and see if I can get a little bit of bait going there and see if these fish are sitting in these creeks. I will mm-hmm. tell you this time of year, when you find these creeks with fish, there's a lot of fish. They're either empty or they got a lot of fish in them. Yeah. There's really no in between with them. And, you know, I've rolled into some areas where there's just trout, redfish, snook, and you're like, wow. And then you go to another creek and there's absolutely nothing. It's bone dry. Mm. So, you know, going to these places, if you can find them, you could be loaded up on fish for sure. Some of those creeks down by you, I used to paddle way over, and some of those openings where they hit the bay, there was big sheep's head laying there. Yeah. I always have a hard time with them sheep's head on the flats. I can't, I don't know. I, I like fishing them out in the bay. It seems like they're more active. They're not as skittish. You catch more of them. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, there, there's a ton of them. Um, Cockroach Bay is loaded with sheep's head. The big ones, you see them around the rock ledges, but I don't know. I can't figure them out. They, they're they're a weird fish on the flats. I, I don't put a lot of time into it. But we're, we're days away, Neil. We're going to be ne- – I think our next show we come here hooting and hollering, saying how good fishing is and – I'm ready for it. It's the I don't mind the dead of winter, but it, it is more of a battle. You don't have it easy, but our easy months of fishing are dead ahead. Well, Neil, tell me, you got this new site loaded up. Tell everybody a little bit about the new site because I went on there and it and uh, Clay built this on uh, Pro Guides and, and I know Clay well, so he, he does a heck of a job. He actually messaged me through Facebook saying, hey, I want to show you the new site, I guess, before it went live. And I wasn't at home, but... Uh, uh, Tell us a little bit about the site, the changes, what's better, what's worse about it. Uh, you know, what, what's the differences? The power of this change, um, the content's the same, but now the content's all in front of you. So when you visit the homepage, there's like six different subsections that they didn't used to show. You'd have to click on four things to get to see what you're seeing now. So all this stuff, and uh, I had to keep t- talking to Clay and work with him to get it how – I wanted it to be. He had some ideas on some stuff, and afterwards he said, yeah, now I know what you mean, but um, this stuff rotates. With every visit you make to the site, you're going to see different things on that homepage. This is the feedback that I'm already getting from people. They're like, I've never seen any of these articles before. Well, those articles, some of them are 18 years old. But yeah. now that's the power of the site. Now they're going to hit you in the face. When you is it like a site. rotating type yeah. thing on articles? Because I the, went on there. I seen mine on the homepage. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Then I clicked on... I went off and I went back and it wasn't there and I seen another one. I said, well, I bet you they're on a rotating yes. type. There's one section on there where they are not going to rotate because those are the featured articles, so the most recent ones will show up until I post more recent ones and it bumps the bottom one out. Okay. But everything else is set to random, so the reviews, you'll see a different set of reviews every time you click on the site. Um, functionality, the forums, we took over the forums. Mel's hosting company for the forums um, I don't know. It worked, but, uh, whenever there was a problem, it was really hard to get a resolution. Right. Now we've taken control of that. So now we are the solution. 
any problems we have, we fix it. Well, it's built off WordPress, which I know is a lot more dynamic and up to date. And uh, it's funny about Clay, man. You wouldn't think he's as technical as he is, but he he knows uh, but he now, knows sites. And I didn't realize this. Now, Captain Jason sends in a guide report. His old reports are going to stay on the site. You can still see the old reports. They're going to be they're going to be archived in the background. The way the old site was, I would switch out that report. You had one report page, and I switched the information on it, so your old report was gone. Now, the way I do it, now I understand what Clay was talking about. Now, that report's still there, so people can still read it. Um, your new report's going to be the one that's listed most recently. Right. Well, it's it's a it's a nice site. Um, I like the upgrades. I, I just went to the homepage, and, and uh, I just looked at it and said, man, this is going to be a lot nicer. Um, I'll be getting you two articles, by the way, next week, so we'll have Excellent. some more content. I'll get them up there. Up there. Uh, the one, you know, the, it's funny. I sent you an article probably a year ago. I wrote about um, what to look at when hiring a guy cost-wise and breaking it down, and what you know for the consumer. And that's the first one that popped up, and I thought, well, that's a good article because that, you know, there are some articles that I've written, and there, you know, there's always a few, and I said, man, I, I this one really hits home. I think it does a good job right. about pricing and all that. And um, you know what to look for as a consumer, and it popped up, and I thought that was a real good article to have on the yes, home. not because I wrote it, because I thought the content was there uh, for the public, which I think is a big thing. So that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, anyways, the website is awesome. I meant to tell you, and real happy about it. Looks good. We're going to get some of our GoPro video. I'm going to edit this yeah. video. I'm going to see Neil getting all stressed out with his hands going in the air. You're not going to know what to do. Gee, how much time we got? 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Oh, we're down to a minute. About a minute. All right. Capmel.com, the new site. Go check thing. it out. And let me know your feedback. You see something you'd like to see different, let me know. Yeah, Neil, you can yell at him. I yell at him all the time. He <laughs> takes it good. Neil, tell us about the tournament real quick. Details. May 7th, Captain Mel Classic. Um, all the information's on the website. So visit the website, click on the Captain Mel Classic for all the rules, all the tournament information. And that's pretty much it. All right, guys, until... Next week, tight lines, and go catch them up. Wave at the camera now. Precision Tackle offers a variety of spoons and spinner baits that are superior to any others on the market today. The Flaccid Fruiter Wheelers spoons are offered in 8th ounce, quarter ounce, and half ounce sizes and come in gold, silver, copper, and black. Precision Tackle also offers the Thunder Spin, Cajun Flash, and Stalker Spinner baits. These baits are made to perform flawlessly in salt water and catch plenty of trout, redfish, flounder, and mackerel. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay.
Want to catch more fish? Try Ohiro's 100% fluorocarbon leader. It's by far the most invisible fluorocarbon on the market today, with superior abrasion resistance to meet any rugged saltwater conditions. Ohiro fluorocarbon leader is easy to tie and comes in all strengths to fit every angler's needs. Used by many tournament anglers and charter boat captains, Ohiro fluorocarbon leader should be in your tackle box. See them at www.justforfishing.com, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or any of your major tackle shops. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPole products to keep your PowerPole in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com. Live, local. This is kind of a great thing, and I'll tell you what. Your home for NBC Sports. The Sports Top 1040, the team, and sportstalkflorida.com.